You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Baby, here I am, I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I forgot some good old love, and then I got some in store. When I get through throwing it on you, you got to come back for more. Boys and things will come by the dozen. That ain't nothing but drugs, don't love it. Pretty little thing, let me light your count. Cause mama, I'm sure hard to hell and I, yes, around. So full disclosure, when we originally talked about doing today's episode, we had originally planned to talk about relationships as far as two people. Um... But when I started working on the show notes for today, Kanan so graciously <laughs> let me change it very last minute on him. <laughs> You're such a trooper. I love it. I decided, <laughs> I think what happened, so full disclosure, I think what happened was I was doing my show notes and all of a sudden it clicked. I was listening to another podcast of this woman who is selling her podcast, which I didn't even know you could really do that. I don't even know how that works. But anyways, but she's really selling it like she's selling it for someone else to host it or. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I guess she has enough followers now where it's like there's value in just giving the show up. Yeah. So like she um, for personal reasons, she's decided to step away from the podcast. She doesn't have the time for it with family and everything. And so because she has such a big following, she wants to sell it to someone, which just seems a little crazy because you're not guaranteed to keep all of her followers. They're following her. Yeah, exactly. So I was listening to it just for shits and giggles just to see like, I don't know, should I like consider this? Anyways, point being, and it just got me thinking like the relationship to the self. And how we've been talking all season about relationships with other people. But your most important relationship is actually the one that you have with yourself. And we haven't really talked about it yet. And I can't wait till we have this conversation. But just to backtrack a little, you're considering what? Buying her show or going on a break? <laughs> just, just so, no, you know, nothing to do with us. Like, okay. Right. People aren't like, wait, no, no, no. Did it has, just reveal something? <laughs> has nothing to do with us, guys. Don't worry. Uh, like, we would not go anywhere. I was just curious, like, what her show was and what it would mean to, like, buy her show and how okay. to, like, merge the two. But it just seems stupid because the yeah. people who listen to her follow her. They like exactly. her advice. And it really occurred to me today that dating coaches all have different opinions on what mm-hmm. to do. And it, unfortunately, a lot of it is just opinion. There are yeah. some there's a, a minimal amount of research out there for us to pull from, but some yeah. of that research I take with a grain of salt because like, who did you research? Who did you question for some of these? Like, I don't know. I always feel like any information should definitely be taken with a grain of salt. I mean, if you trust a person, that's different. And that's right. what happens with mm-hmm. brands. It's like that you build trust with them over time. And then you're like, you know what? No matter what, like Oprah, no matter what she says, 
You know, people are like, yes, I agree. I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to yeah. switch up my life and do exactly what Oprah says or Gwyneth Paltrow with Goop or honestly, um, what's his name? The host of uh, Joe Rogan. What, no matter what he says, you know, people run with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, you're right. She's <laughs> yeah. And she's created her own brand. And to be super clear, like after listening to it, I decided like it's not. It's not something that I want to try and tackle or anything like that. But I did. It is fun as a professional to listen to other professionals and what they have to say and their opinion on certain things. You know, like, for example, she was talking about like she really suggests like the one hour date for a first date Mm -hmm. to make it one hour and make it as cheap as possible. Don't go taking your date to the opera. But I worry that a lot of her listeners hear that and say to themselves, she said to keep it cheap. So I want to do something free. I refuse to pay. Yeah, because Um, let me this happened to me recently. So this week, I'm sorry, folks, you're going to listen to me rant for a second, because as a matchmaker, (laughs) the shit gets hard sometimes. (laughs) We're here. We're here. Tell us. (laughs) So I've been communicating with this guy who I've been trying to set up on a date with my client who's a female and Mm -hmm. we've been communicating for weeks. I did a call with him. You know, I have to really vet these people to make sure they're they're on the up and up and they seem like a good person and all that. So we got to really know each other and I had it all set up and I was like, all right, you're a good fit. Um, Here's the date that we picked. We picked the day and then I was picking the activity. So. As a matchmaker, I pick the activity, but I make sure that both parties are okay with it. And -hmm. it's nothing crazy. It's not something super expensive either. I don't want people to go broke on a first date because I'm completely against that. And it's a blind date, but Mm -hmm. it needs to be an activity. It has to be Mm -hmm. fun. I purposely plan an activity and then they can move into either lunch or drinks or something like that because Mm -hmm. the activity allows for a buffer so that you don't feel nervous and it allows you to put all that nervous energy into something else versus Mm -hmm. into questioning your partner of, so what do you like to do for fun? Are you from Mm -hmm. here? What do you do for a living? Tell me about your job. Like, kill me now. So you don't get into that. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get into that when you're in the middle of an activity because your focus is on the activity and you're more than likely talking about whatever it is you're doing. So that's the yeah. whole idea behind it. Yeah. Is to get comfortable, build rapport and have fun. So I suggested um Top Golf because we have one here locally and it's so much fun. And What's it, top it golf? was good. Oh, you haven't done Top Golf yet? It's, no. Well, it's well, a great way to just like screw around with playing golf. You have to hit targets or try and hit targets. No one ever does cuz it's so hard, but mm-hmm. Like it, It's hard to explain. (laughs) The point is, it is you don't walk around a golf course for it or anything like that. It's like um, it's like a driving range, but it's a Mm -hmm. fun version of a driving range. Oh, and the computer monitors where your ball goes and you have like targets you can hit. And there's like usually about a handful of different types of games you can challenge each other to. Uh, you can eat, you can drink, like, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Okay. And my client was down for it. She had never been. So she was like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. 
And I bring it up to the guy and he's like, oh, well, usually I like to just do like a walk and a tea after something like that for a first date. And so I responded and correct me if this was harsh, but I responded with something along the lines of that's great for when you meet someone on a dating app and you've never met before. But with a matchmaker, because both parties have been vetted, we like to set our clients up on activity dates that are a little bit more fun and intriguing. If you're not comfortable with this, that's fine. I can find something else. But here's the link if you want to check it out. This is what I had in mind. It was going to be during the day. It's not that expensive. Mm -hmm. It's not like I said, you have to go have a meal after or anything like that. And his response was, I appreciate all the effort, but I think I'm going to pass for now and in the future. I was like, you motherfucker. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's not trusting your expertise. He's like, why is he paying you if he's going to like. He's not paying me. He's not. He's not my client. She is my client. She's your client. But because I didn't give him the date he wanted to do, he bowed out at the last minute. That's shitty. It's so shitty. Well, hopefully you booted him from your system because. Oh, yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah. I mean, are you here to go on a date or not? It sounds like someone that's scared of scared of commitment. What it sounds like. He wants to do a walk. And then a go for a tea or coffee afterwards. And I was like, for one, you sound really, really cheap. Mm-hmm. And, and like, if the money is the problem, then I will figure out another way around it. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, boring. Yeah. That's, Everybody yeah, that's does that. Boring. I'm giving yeah. you a really great way to meet someone. And yeah. I had another client like ready to go right after for him which doesn't usually happen with the free database people. So like, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was, I was at a party the other day and I was talking to this guy and he was starting to tell me about um, some program that he's in with that's about self enrichment. But the point of the conversation was to trust that you're going to find opportunities if you're open to it and yeah. if you're open to different opportunities, then your life changes. But if you're constantly like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do it. No, this has to be my way. If you're inflexible and you're mm-hmm. not, available or open to things that are just thrown into your lap honestly you're not going to get anything in life that you really truly want because life is about taking risks if everything that you say yes to has to be pre-planned and dissected and thought out then you're never going to get anywhere it's impossible i'm sorry not to mention let's focus on the fact that he says this is what i usually like to do on first dates i want to be like dude how's that working out for you Obviously, it it's not if he's like on your database. So, right. That's right. A Anyways, yeah. I feel so much better getting that off my chest. <laughs> well, then I kind of I mean, like don't get me it. wrong. Like, sorry, you go. No, no, no. Finish your thought. No, it's just like it's the behind the scenes, right? Most people don't know what happens behind the scenes for a matchmaker because all you Mm -hmm. see is like this amazing date that I set up in the Mm -hmm. end. But like, these are some of the regular, like this is why it can take so long when you use a matchmaker because you work so hard to get this one date weeks and then it fails and you have to start over. And so you're like, dude, why isn't my matchmaker sending me out with anyone? And that's why, because like, we wanna make sure we are, sending you on quality dates. 
Which reminds me, my friend, he's a successful Indian man. Like he has a beautiful car. I think he comes from a lot of money, but he's been having a lot of problems, you know, finding women on dates. So he says, I'll go on these apps and either, you know, they don't like me for this reason or they don't like me for that reason. And I'm just like, you need to hire a matchmaker because obviously you don't know what the fuck you're doing on these apps. You can't <laughs> the fuck out. Because he keeps talking about the people that he meets and they're always like, they're, they're good, but they're not great. Like, right. and I feel like he's the kind of person that could benefit from a matchmaker because I feel like with men like that and even some successful people in general, um, there's blinders for what really works for them. And all they can think about is I want this, th this laundry list of superficial things that they know for sure that they want without thinking fully about that, the fact that there's an actual person. I'm not saying he's mm -hmm. like that. He's actually a very charming guy. I'm actually confused why he's still single to this day. But is he in L.A.? Yes, I think I know why. He said <laughs> it's because of his mom. He's has a he takes care of his what? sick mom and a lot of women oh. are put off by that when they get to know. But Aww. he is so cultured. He's a fisherman. He has a beamer. He drives a vest, but he has his own place. He has a really good job. He's ahead of this very powerful thing. I don't want to say too much because you know it's, it's personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the head, a president of this very powerful thing in LA, and yet you know, when they find out that his he's taking care of his mom, they're like, oh, no, I, I can't. But I understand for L.A. women, that's a little, you know, yeah. let's have fun. Let's be on the scene. But if you're more of a homebody, that's where I think a matchmaker comes in, because then you yeah. go out and find women or men if they want that. Right. Whomever. Right. Yeah, that would work with their lifestyle. So I think more people. Because what we're going to talk about today is relationships within yourself. But that aside, I think more people should, while they're focusing on who they are and what makes them happy as a person, allow help from someone else to like get you a relationship. If it's just sex that you want, fine, go find it on an app. Right. But like a matchmaker helps you to not waste time on apps. Most people do not do the apps when they have a matchmaker because they don't really need to. And it, yeah. you know, like it, you should, you should just give him my information and tell him just, just call. We can have a conversation. He doesn't have to sign up. Yeah. But like, I don't know why he was hesitant. Like I mentioned it to him. He says, yeah, maybe that kind of, maybe I'll try. I don't know. It's blah, blah, scary. Blah, blah. It's scary yeah. for a lot of people. And most yeah. people don't understand how matchmaking works. And I get that because each matchmaker is a little bit different from one another, but like I have a huge pool of other matchmakers I work with. And so when it's matchmaker to matchmaker, it's even better because, you know, the other person is just as committed because they're financially invested in it. Yeah. And it makes it really nice. It makes for a really good experience. So, yeah, he should call me. But, yeah, we got totally sidetracked. The thing, <laughs> Sorry. Also, the great thing about what you do is. I think for anything that you really truly want in life is good to have a coach walking you through it because I think with mm -hmm. dating, the reason why so many of us fail and don't learn from our, mis our mistakes is because we don't realize the mistakes. There's no one to point those mistakes out. So you can literally make the yeah. same, I don't know if literally is the same word, but you can make the same mistake for 20 years straight without ever correcting it. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. That's where a coach is beneficial. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, back to today's show. Thanks guys for letting me just vent that one out. 
So we were going to talk about like summer trips you can take with your partner and how important it is to take summer trips with your partner because it's a good opportunity for quality time together, for new bonding experiences, which is also true. I, I don't want to like completely disregard the couple's summer trips, right? But also the relationship to yourself. So whether you are in a relationship or not in a relationship, because a lot of times people who are coupled up, one person has the time to go on a trip, but maybe the other person doesn't have the time. Uh, Especially when you're talking about like anyone who works as a teacher or at a college or anything like that, like you have the summer off, right? Yeah. And you have all this free time and maybe your partner doesn't have the same amount of free time and they're totally fine with you, like taking off for a weekend or a week and just having your own vacation. So that's why I was like, okay, cool. Summer trip for one. Check. (laughs) That's my life. This this no lie. Like when I was single, I would do that. Like I remember going to Miami by myself. It was probably one of the best trips I've ever taken. It was so much fun. I was out at night dancing. I went to fancy restaurants. I laid on a beach mm-hmm. the day. I went to the museum. I got a nice. I got tanner or darker than I am. Anyway, but it was it was a, it was a, it was a great experience to travel by myself. But. I do notice that when we get in relationships, we stop doing things on our own because we're like, mm-hmm. oh, away from my partner because I don't want experiences about my, I want him to see this too. I want her to see this too. But growing up, I noticed I had an uncle who always did things on his own. He would go down to Virginia by himself. He'd go on these fishing yeah. trips by himself. He'd go to concerts by himself. And honestly, him and his wife are still together. I think it's been 40 something years. And I, back then I would always be like, how are they working? Because he's here, she's there. Like she'll go to Florida on her own. Like just they they did so much independently. But that's also why together. they work. <laughs> and I noticed in my relationship now with my husband, like in the beginning, he would like, I guess he had issues with his exes that didn't want him to do certain things by himself. But for me, I'm like, you know what? Go do it because I fucking hate doing that. And I know you love it. So <laughs> that's, I, mean, I feel like that's a, that's a great compromise. And because of that, he really appreciates it. And he actually says, I like the fact that you don't tell me I can't do this because mm-hmm. my exes, you know, put, you know, control over me where I wasn't allowed to do this or they made me feel bad about doing this. But I'm like, you're still a grown ass man. You did these things when you were, when you were single when before me. So why would I stop it? That why would I make you resent me? Why would I stop you from doing the things you actually enjoy doing? So Right. I, and it depends on that. what it is. It depends um, on what the trip is, in my opinion. And like if because I have serious FOMO. <laughs> like if my partner oh, <laughs> my man. partner's like, um, so babe, I'm gonna take a week off and go to like Mexico or Cabo or like Europe somewhere, I'd be like, I want to do that too. It's not that I want to like necessarily be like, I have to be connected to them. It's just more of like, I don't want to miss out on something fun. So like, I get that for some couples Mm -hmm. that are like, dude, you can't take a huge trip because of the FOMO. But if my partner said to me like, hey babe, I'm going to go take a week long fishing trip. I'd be like, peace out, have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. You enjoy yourself. It's like I got tickets to see Beyonce this year and I wouldn't, I'm not even going to put my husband through that because last year we went to the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's concert. I I bought his ticket for that. And he was just, you know, like the typical husband there with his arms folded, shaking to every other song. So I was like, oh, thanks for coming out. But I'm not going to put you through that with Beyonce. So it's like, I went all out and I'm like, I'm going to treat myself to a nice little like night when I go. And it's like, it's nice because now I don't feel like I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I'm out at certain things with my husband, because he's white and because I'm black, certain certain environments are a little weird. You know, you get like this side eye and it kind of makes things uncomfortable. Then it's just like it takes the fun out of it because I know I'm not supposed to care what people are thinking or feeling when they're around me, but certain situations where you're with these strangers for a long period of time and they're giving you the stank eye or they're like making it completely fucking uncomfortable because they don't like the fact that I'm either gay or the fact that we're interracial couple. It's easier sometimes to do certain things separately. And I think a lot of relationships can kind of qualify for that, whether it's interracial relationships or Mm -hmm. I think there's so many doesn't variations. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So yeah. I like I have a friend. He's white. His husband is black. He went to Tennessee for a week for his his birthday. Like it was his birthday. He planned a trip to Tennessee. He went to I hope I'm saying that he went to Dolly World or Dollywood and he went to some country museums and stuff, mm-hmm. country music museums. And then my, the black partner who I'm actually a little closer with, uh, duh, I guess. But, um, he was like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go to like Nashville with my white husband <laughs> and like go to like Dolly world and these country music places. And we're like a gay inter. Nah, I wasn't down for that. So I'm like, no. but the white guy in the couple had a wonderful time. He loves yeah. this stuff. It's a part of, I guess, the music he grew up with and his um, childhood culture. So he got to enjoy something without all the extra shit that comes mm-hmm. along with it when he's with his partner. So I highly recommend it. I think it's healthy. But I agree. What are your I think some it's, ideas? Yeah. I so okay. So here's the thing. Like I think. It is a great idea to take trips apart from each other. For one, you you ever see those couples that you can tell they've been together for like 10 plus years and they're out in a restaurant and you're watching them and they have nothing to say to each other because they've said everything under the sun already. And so they just stare at each other like, cool, how was your day? Awesome. Same as every other fucking day. (laughs) Yeah, we know those couples. This will give you the opportunity for one to miss your partner. There is nothing wrong with having opportunities of missing your significant other. So you get that opportunity. Then you get this opportunity of when you get home to have excitement about something like to share this new experience with your partner, to tell them about this great trip you had and to catch up on what your partner did while you were gone as well. And it it has to work both ways. You know, you take a trip and then some other time your partner goes and takes a trip. You can't always be the one person traveling. It's got to go back and forth. Yeah. So like, I think it's really important to have that it's a new level of intimacy with your partner to be able to share these separate experiences 
But not everyone is okay with taking a big trip alone. A lot of people I know don't like going places by themselves, like taking a trip to Nashville alone seems kind of freaky for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So like, here's my thought. You could do like a long weekend. You can do like a, a spa retreat or like one of those growth mindset retreats. There are mm-hmm. so many retreats out there where it's completely acceptable to do by yourself. You could do a relationship retreat or a dating retreat or or a nudist um, retreat, a self-care retreat, wanting, or a nudist. Yeah, like, I've been wanting to do one of those men's nudist because my husband he's he does it with me. Like we go to places and be nude, but I don't know how crazy. I've done like nude yoga classes. I want to do nude hiking, but when I mentioned it to him, he's like, "No, like mm. I guess maybe." Good. possibly but i want to do one of those like one of those male retreats where some of them it's like you spend a week jerking off in front of each other but no i want to do one of the ones where it's like <laughs> you know it's like you're just nude and you're enjoying the environment and getting it more inner with yourself i guess more introspective but yeah i retreat i think it's a great idea to do that yeah yeah go do a retreat it's so acceptable to go do it by yourself and you're with a group, you get to meet new people, especially if you're doing like an all women or all men's retreat, then your partner probably feels a little bit more comfortable as well. Thinking like, well, you're not like laying on a beach somewhere, hitting on all the hotties, the other beach hotties. So like, yeah. it's a retreat, it's growth related, mm-hmm. but it's also a really good way to kind of reconnect with your soul, to reconnect with your individuality and to remind yourself of who you are as an individual, because you have to still maintain who you are as an individual and your partner still needs to maintain who they are as an individual. You come together and yeah, a lot of things merge, but Mm -hmm. it's so healthy to still have separate lives to some degree, have separate friends to Mm -hmm. do things on your own. Maybe you go somewhere with your family, whatever it is, but like doing a trip like this for one, for yourself, by yourself and doing something new is an amazing experience that you get to have. And it's, I don't know, it's just my opinion, but you know. I am, well, I will say how many times have you heard the resentment from like male partners. Mm-hmm. Oh, my wife or my girlfriend doesn't allow me to go out for boys night anymore. And all my friends miss me and I haven't seen them in so long. I, w- I have to say, let your partner go out. If if your girl likes yeah. to go out for girls night and they do whatever the fuck it is that they do when they're together or your <laughs> boyfriend or husband likes to go out and like bullshit with his friends, let them do that. I am so tired of hearing straight guys complaining about they can't see their friends anymore or they have to ask their wife for permission. Like, I mean, yep. you have to communicate to, you just can't like disappear and go see your friends and be like, fuck that bitch. You know, you can't be, have, be like that kind of person. <laughs> I'm just being funny. A man should never call his wife a bitch unless that's what they like to do with each other. They like to talk kinky, but you know, I'm being a little exaggerated. That being said, um, you should never, like just totally disregard your partner and be like, right, do whatever right. I want. But at the same time, I feel like your partner shouldn't be like your parent. You know, you can't, you shouldn't be like, absolutely oh, not permission. And if you do ask them, they you can't be saying no. I mean, unless it's an inconvenience for the relationship. Oh no, honey, you can't go out on Thursday night because X, Y, Z. Give a valid reason. Just don't say no. 
because then your partner ends up resenting you and then they're going to try to start figuring out ways how to get out of this this relationship i hear so many straight guys complain i don't know if women complain about the same thing but i do know that i hear a lot of straight men complain mm-hmm. that their wives girlfriends and sometimes their boyfriends and husbands do not allow them to continue friendships or go yeah. out by themselves it's that's why especially if he has female friends especially if he has female friends. I have a friend who just messaged me the other day and he's like, hey, his girlfriend's out of town for the week. And he's like, so because she's out of town for the week, he tried to play it off like, I have more free time. Let's go uh, grab food or something. And I was like, dude, that's not why. It's not because you have more free time. It's because she's out of town. So you don't have to explain to her where you're going to go. And just for the records, just in case our listeners are wondering, like, there's nothing like inappropriate about our friendship it's a normal friendship like there's nothing to worry about where does this idea that straight men and straight women cannot be friends come from because honestly i would imagine you see some people like your sibling like i mean there's some men that i'm friends with i'm gay yes i like to do things with men yes but not every male friend i have i want to like you know get naked with and do shit with i i literally almost see them like my brother or you know Mm -hmm. my sister sometimes so it's like why why is it impossible for straight people to see that a man can see a woman purely as like his little sister even if she is sexy even if he is sexy, you know, mm-hmm. people can't help their sex. If they work out every day right. and eat healthy, they're going to look good. It doesn't mean that they're a sex vixen trying to fuck everybody they see. <laughs> it just means they take care of themselves and they value their appearance. That's all that means sometimes. I think people wrap right. up attractiveness into this whole, oh, she's a whore or he's a player. They're just out here trying he to. He won't be able to control himself. Everybody. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not. I know. That's yeah, the. Yeah the thought behind it yeah it's She's so hot it's not true he won't be able to control himself and and she'll fall victim to his charm because i did so but okay so first of all just because someone is good looking to you doesn't mean they're good looking to everyone let's just put that and out then there there's that <laughs> not to mention that you have a relationship with this person you should have trust with this person you should have communication and you should have trust and if you have that a healthy level of trust with them, then you know that they're not going to cheat on you at the first sight of some possibility. Mm-hmm. So, like, stop freaking out. <laughs> you you really have to trust your partner. Like, I, I there are sometimes I'm so tempted to look at my husband's. No, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm never tempted to look at my husband's phone, but. I know that there's a good chance if I do look at his phone, I might find something, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But you know what, I trust him. And it's like, I, if I married the man, mm-hmm. I don't really plan on ever divorcing, like, cause I'm kind of one of those, I only want to get married once kind of people. So right. that's not really, you know, 
unless shit really fucking hits the fan out of nowhere, um, then things might change. But I have to force myself to have a level of trust where I know that he's going to come back to me. Yeah, I might have my insecurities and my doubts some days, but I can't let that fester into the relationship and start questioning it and start saying, where are you going? Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them more than me? How come you don't text me as much as you text them? How come you don't do this? Blah, blah, blah. Comparing and all this stuff. It just creates chaos in your mind and chaos in a relationship. So I think it's almost like in life where you have to trust that you're going to get what you want or just trust. I can't say you have to trust everything, but in a situation like that, I feel like you have to trust your partner until they give you reason not to trust them. Yeah, I mean, relationships are hard enough. Even the good ones are hard enough because you're never going to 100% be on the same page as another human being. You're just not going to be. And so it's so important to have that trust and have that communication. But, you know, like, because we're talking about summer trips for one, not you going and like going with family somewhere else. I'm talking about you alone taking a weekend, whether it is you take a weekend, you go to a spa and just relax and get massages and facials and whatnots, or you go on one of these retreats that's for growth spiritual treat, whatever it is, right? There's so much self-care in doing that for yourself. And it's so important that you take time for your own self-care daily too, not just a big trip or whatever this is. Uh, But like, you can't give to the people that you love if you don't maintain your own self-care practices because you're going to burn out and when we burn out and we don't have any more energy to give to someone that's when we start to fight with our partner and we get snappy with them and we get annoyed at the littlest things that they do that are stupid things to be annoyed about and all of a sudden now we're in a bad mood more often and we're not having fun and once the relationship is no longer fun and it's not fulfilling and it's not loving anymore that's when you start to see people either break up or cheat or just ignore each other and then it just spirals out of control so it's important to take the time to get your self-care to reconnect with your own identity to have these separate experiences away from your partner i don't know with that said, with that said, I agree. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you could, <laughs> I love this game. I don't know why. If you could take a trip, a self, a self trip, a summer trip for one for yourself this summer, no matter how much it costs, what would you do? I would probably go on a cruise to Alaska. Oh, I would. I could do that by myself because I like like outdoor photography. I like, Yeah. Um, I mean, I won't go on an eight hour trek, like a, a hiking for like eight hours. I'm not crazy about that kind of shit, but I would love photo excursions. I would love to go on like a one week photo excursion to like to see beautiful Ooh. things, beautiful sites. And Alaska, a cruise to Alaska is definitely on that list or an African safari, but it is very hot there in the summer. So. I'm thinking more of an Alaskan, like, you know, cruise where it's like, you can see the beautiful mountains. You can maybe see some humpback. I could see some humpback whales. 
Um, there's a lot of mis- I'm getting way too deep into it, but yes, way too like, deep okay, into it. I'm planning this trip <laughs> now. <laughs> well, where would you go? Well, uh, I don't know because, like, I would love to do an African safari, but that's something I think I've always wanted to do with a partner. Yeah, I can see that, but with yeah, a trip without the partner. I would love to go to Spain. I still have not been to Spain. Of all the places I've been, I still haven't made it to Spain. Um, or Rio de Janeiro. Oh, see, I wouldn't go to Rio de Janeiro alone because I guess I'm a typical American and I have some stereotypes about Rio de Janeiro. Please forgive me, all my beautiful Brazilians. I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone. But here in this country, you know, all they pump into our heads is that don't go to Brazil unless you're like rich yeah. and you can afford to stay at a really nice place that has security and yada, 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 fill in the list. Because if you leave outside of your hotel, you're either going to get robbed, <laughs> stabbed. This is what they tell us, you guys. This is the, 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 the shit that they pump into our heads when it comes to travel to certain areas. If you are not a wealthy person, American media does some serious damage to international travel, I will say. If that happened not, when, yeah. when I went to Mexico a couple of years ago, when we, I went with a friend and we went to Tulum and we rented a car and I really wanted to go to like all the little small towns around us. And I mm. wanted to drive around and I wanted to really see the culture. And my friend that was with me got freaking out and she was like, oh my God, we're going to get murdered. We're going to get murdered. The cartel are going to kidnap us. And I was like, you need to calm down. (laughs) We're going to be just fine. (laughs) As a single person, I don't know if I go to, I remember when I went to Miami by myself, interesting story, guys. So I'm sitting at the (laughs) beach and this girl sits next to me. She proceeds to take off her panties, lays them on the bench (gasps) in between us. And then she's like, do you smoke weed? I'm like, hello to you too. Yes, I do. She's, oh, I know. (laughs) I, I, I know someone 30 miles from 30 minutes from here that I could get some weed from. Um, how about we get a cab and go? I'm like, Holy shit, girl, I don't even fucking know you. You sit down next to me, take off your panties and ask me to go with you 30 minutes somewhere away from South Beach to some undisclosed location. Like, I'm just like, my God, that was like, do I feel like getting human trafficked right now? I said no. So I said no to her. Yeah. But I did lose. This is so odd. I because I was single and I was in a place by myself, even though it was in the United States, um, I was afraid of like leaving my ID and stuff at the hotel. I'm like, what if something happened? So I had my ID on me. I went into the ocean with my ID in my Speedo because I was afraid to leave it on the beach. What if someone steals my bag? Oh my, my God. Fu- I, I lost my fucking ID in the ocean. Luckily- Of course you I, did. I, <laughs> of course I did. Luckily I had my birth certificate with me. This was before I had a passport. And this was back when you can actually use a birth uh. certificate as identification. Yes, I'm that old. Um, but- <laughs> Luckily, I had that with me and I was able to get home. So I will say, if you are a single traveler, use all precautions because you are alone. And yeah, there's there's a saying there's safety in numbers. So I would actually recommend if you're going to if you're going to. That's why I say a cruise, because you're kind of accounted for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's someone that might be looking for you if you go missing. There's a good chance. Yeah. But like or a guided foreign, tour. Or like one of those guided tour. ones where you go yeah. like 
with a singles group or mm-hmm. or something like that or like a, a religious mm-hmm. church group or something where mm-hmm. everybody travels together you stay together the whole entire trip and then you all come back together yeah you know that makes sense if i if i was religious i'm spiritual but some of these trips I hear that religious people take are kind of sound amazing to almost to the point where I'm like, do I feel like becoming a fill in the blank? But you know, some of those trips <laughs> that some church actually sponsor for their members are I know. the stories I hear from people. I'm like, wow, you did what? Like, yeah, we went to Africa and we volunteered at this little small village where we fed a whole bunch of people. And then they came, we prayed together and then we built a water well. I'm like, oh my God, you, you sound like Mother Teresa right now. You have like years worth of good karma because of this It sounds trip. amazing. Sounds, it does sound amazing. And the trip is trip. usually sponsored by the church. Yeah. And so they do like fundraisers to pay for yeah. it. So, so that I'm way like, they're not wow. out the money. Yeah. Could, so, could I just, could I pray? Mm. No. Uh, all of that sounds lose. great, minus the <laughs> we prayed together part. And, and I don't have anything against praying. Like, I was born and raised Catholic, but like, I'm not. But if you're a single, like, religious person, that's like a great opportunity yeah. for some life growth, some experience. And hey, there's a chance you might meet someone else that's single because there's a good chance that everyone going on this trip might be single and i'm just assuming shit i don't know for sure but i would think if it's a long unless you're like married and you're going with your husband on it but i really don't see the point of them doing that but like i can see more single like young people wanting to do that which reminds me Mm -hmm. this has got a plug for this business but i've had some friends that have gone on the adults only virgin cruise and they said they have oh yeah the last like, I've heard they about have the those. best time ever. Yeah. It's different than Carnival or like Disney Cruises or whoever, Princess or Royal, whatever, because right. they're so kids. So everyone right. on the cruise is either single looking to mingle or in a relationship looking to mingle. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I would highly recommend like a Virgin Cruise because it sounds like an awesome thing if you were like, if you were okay with both, if you're like a single person or you just want to like get away by yourself. But not have to like, yeah. a bunch of kids screaming because that's what stops a lot of like adults from going on cruises is that whole aspect of it. But that sounds awesome. I just want to throw mm-hmm. that out there for like single travelers. That is a good idea. A cruise is always yeah. a good one. Yeah, especially if you don't want to get into a situation with a bunch of screaming kids and you're trying to get away from that. There are a lot of cruise options where you don't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. be around kids there are cruises that don't allow kids so yeah but well, I, I think that one like, for sure markets itself as an adult only yeah like Vegas on the ocean that's how I look at that, it that's what I've heard <laughs> but I just <laughs> I think story. it's so important to like really focus in on yourself every once in a while and to not put your needs aside simply because it's something maybe your partner doesn't want to do but also please honor your partner especially if they're like me and they have massive fomo <laughs> like don't go picking a trip where you know that they would want to go with you yeah, <laughs> try and pick true. something yeah that you know sit down and talk to your partner and say like hey what do you how do you feel if i go do x y and z or if i do a spa retreat or if i do this weekend whatever it is right camping mm-hmm. camping by myself or this fishing trip with the guys well not really because that's not really solo but it the idea is that 
you're not picking an activity where your partner's going to be like, well, I wish I could go with you. I don't know why you don't want to do this with me. Because now that spirals a whole new conversation and potential yeah, resentment, yeah. potential argument. It's just, no, that's not the point of this. The point of this is for you both to find some time to step away from the relationship so that you can be reminded of why you appreciate the relationship. Yeah. That's my mic like moment. Well, in that case. Oh, okay. I love when we do that. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode, but it's certainly not a wrap on us. Check out my website, datesmartersexier.com, where you can get your copy of my book, sign up for dating courses, or join the matchmaking community. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming site. And if you'd like to get involved, shoot us an email at datesmarterpodcast at gmail.com. Whether you'd like to be a guest or simply want your question answered, we're here to help. And remember, all of our questions remain anonymous. Until next time, keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter, Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com and please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform. Gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www.gentlemen.co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later.